You're listening to Leafs Lunch with Julia Tusheri and Michael DeStefano on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. Lunch on TSN 1050. It's Julia Tashari and Mike DiStefano with you. The Leafs are back, baby. Well, kind of. They practiced today at 2.15, and that's good enough for us, AB. Kyle Dubas will address the media before practice. So lots to come today on Leafs Lunch. Uh, Craig Button will join us in the next five or so minutes. The Leafs will commence a home-and-home against the Columbus Blue Jackets tomorrow night. So we're going to have Boone Jenner, captain of the Blue Jackets, on at uh, the bottom of the hour, 12.30, Mark Masters. A little bit later, but AB feels. I, I know that they're not going to practice technically until we're already off the air, but it does feel nice to know that the Leafs are buzzing around. I saw videos of Willie Nylander um, taking initiative. He was on the ice last night ahead of ahead of the first practice uh, today. You can with do his, that? I know. I thought it was weird too, but I guess I mean, if you volunteer. I guess we could volunteer, but it know. was him and his brother. Well, I'm just saying ice. we don't want to be getting any more fines. Remember last time you came back from a break? Ah, uh, they can afford it. Well, they could afford it, but do we want to see it happen? That's the thing. That's the thing. I'm sure it's allowed, though. Yeah, I think it is. I think I, actually, I, I think I recall hearing Noodles talk about this. There's like a veteran skate that you can do. That Willie Nylander veteran skate, dude. Willie's become a vet. He's a yeah. vet on this team. We talked about yesterday, like that evolution of maturity that goes right back to that buzzword that John Tavares talked about. And he's the guy that I kind of look at as as the poster child, the poster boy for that whole thing, right? Yeah. So. Okay. Sorry, keep going. No, I really had nothing else to say. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so Lee's back in action kind of today. They practice at 2.15. Kyle Dubas to address the media at 2 o'clock. What are your burning questions, A.B.? What's, what's, what's got your goat today? Thinking about the Leafs being back on the ice. What do you want answered? Well, I'd like to ask him what's going on on the trade front, first and foremost. Oh, Kyle, yeah. But he's not going to answer that question. Um, I, I mean, I, you got to know what's, what the injury situation is with, with Matt Murray, with Jake Muzzin, um, Austin Matthews, even with that knee sprain. Rank them. What's more pressing to you? What's the most pressing to least pressing to you? Probably Austin. Okay, Austin are, first. Are things progressing? Yeah, I think Austin. First. Yeah, like, I just want to know, like, are things going well? Like, there was a three week timeline there. Is he still on that timeline? Will he be back next week? I think what next Friday would be like that that three week date there. Like, should we be looking to see him next weekend, or is this going to progress? Like, what's going on with that situation? So, I think Matthews would be the uh, the the first guy who I want to know about. Then I guess Matt Murray and then Jake Muzzin. Like I, I've kind of not that I've written him off, but like I, I think Maybe for this I season, think Jake. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right for this season. I, I think we can comfortably say or there's a good chance that Jake Muzzin's not coming back. So I think we know the inevitable mo- news that we're going to get there. Matt Murray's interesting though. Like so, he had that ankle flare up against the the Ottawa Senators. You know, was was getting ready, had a a, a real terrific morning um, skate, and then went out and you know I defended him live going. on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got going. Ended up actually taking part in uh, Made it all the, way know, to the pregame skate warm ups, and then didn't actually play the game. He's <laughs> to go. And an ankle flare up was the reason for that. So I guess we got to figure out like what's going on with Matt Murr. What's going on with the Merman? Um, is the is the ankle healed up? They said that he was going to be out through the All Star break and they'll reevaluate him when he gets back. So I guess that would mean today. So there's a back to back this weekend. They've got Columbus tomorrow and then they got him get on Saturday. If he's unable to go, 
I mean, I guess that's something that we got to know. And then that means that Joseph Wall is a guy who comes into play this weekend, I would think, which I don't think is necessarily a bad idea. No. Like, I, I really think that you look at the schedule over the next little bit, like you got to figure out what you have in Joe Wall as an NHL prospect, right? Like, he can be the best AHL goaltender in the world. Doesn't mean you're going to succeed at the next level. Right. Right? And I think you got to see what you got in him. He had, what, four games last year, had a shutout, like a 9-11 save percentage, I think. But that was a small sample size. And I know he'll get a small sample size this year if he does play games, too. But I at least want to see it, right? I want to get some tape on him and see what he looks like in an NHL, uh, you know, an NHL game in front of, you know, the NHL structure that they have with the, with the Maple Leafs. So even if Matt Murray comes back and he's like, yeah, I'm feeling okay, hey, if you need a week, two... Take it. Like, yeah. we can afford to allow your ankle, which apparently is, has flared up on you, or whatever else is, is ailing you, um, take a couple of weeks. Maybe we can get Joe Wall a couple of games and kind of see what we're working with here because he requires waivers next year. Right. right. Yeah, to your point, it's Columbus, Columbus, Chicago, Montreal, Chicago, Buffalo from now until February 21st. So, uh, on paper, a fev- favorable schedule for the Maple Leafs. But we know yeah. sometimes they hate those hate games against with these, the Canadians. With this team. That's true. Um, you mentioned, okay, so you called Joe Wall an NHL prospect and you want to see what you have in this NHL prospect. But don't you also, like, maybe want to see what you have in him in case you have to go to him a little bit down the stretch here with Murray Murray's Wall. injury? Wall. Yeah, well, uh, yes, I guess you, you would like to see what you got in him, I suppose, from, from that perspective. But I think it's interesting because you probably have to weigh, you're going to have to weigh out two things. And, and I bet, do we have Craig on the line, actually? Cause, Prospect King? Well, this is a question that I'd like to ask Craig as a general manager when, when he has to weigh out two types of things. So let's bring him in. Craig Button, our TSN uh, hockey analyst. What's going on, Craig? Not much. Not much, AB. Uh, What's going on with you? Yeah, we're doing good. Just no. you know, reacting, hockey, chatting hockey, chatting hockey. The typical things we do from noon to two on uh, on a weekday. But we were getting into this conversation, Craig, about whether or not you know Matt Murray. There's some. He's, you know the Leafs are back at practice today off their bye week, and uh, they're going to get an update on Matt Murray hopefully and figure out what's going on with that ankle. And I was just saying, you know, even if he comes back, he's like, yeah, I'm feeling good. Maybe even give him a couple of weeks because Joe Wall is a guy who's having a spectacular season in the American League. He requires waivers next year, and there's a back-to-back coming up, and it's a pretty soft schedule. Maybe you take this time to let Murray get 100%. You know, you can even work on some of those technical things that was kind of hurting him a little bit in his last start against Florida. Maybe you let Joe Wall get a couple of starts here and see what you have. So when you're a general manager, like, are you weighing, weighing those types of things where it's like, okay, we, we still do need to get Murray games, but at the same time, you got this young kid who might have a future with this club. Maybe you want to see what he can do at the NHL level as well. How do you weigh that as a GM? Well, I mean, I, those are the discussions you have with the coaching staff. and You, you talk about where, where Joseph has, has really progressed in his game, and, and as you point out, AP, you know, real significant progression. And... You, and, and it, in, in light of where Matt Murray finds himself, you know, one of the things you, you want to try to make sure of is get him like as close to 100% as you possibly can, you know, and, and, and then, so now you have the luxury of, of seeing what you can do, uh, you know, and the luxury is, is all the points you have and understanding that, you know, you, you've got a nice cushion here in the standings. But here's what I would try to, as a manager, what I would try to impress on the, on the coaches is that you, you, you would, I, I would not want to put Joe Wall in his, in his, in his initial starts uh, on the second game of the back-to-back. 
I put him in on the first game when the team's fresh. Mm. You know, to go to go in and ask a, a goaltender to just go and kind of be that guy to stabilize you on a back to back. I, I don't. I don't think that's fair to the goaltender. I don't think that's fair uh, uh, to the evaluation. So that's that's the first thing I would do in terms of trying to get his feet wet and see what you got with respect to that. You know, get him comfortable, get him into the get him into a spot where you know everybody around him is you know ostensibly you know at, 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 you know capable of being at their very best in that game. Then as time goes on, and depending where Matt Murray's at, then maybe you can say, okay, let's try him in a back to back. But that's how I would start with it, and and keep, keep in mind that you have to. It's a discussion with the coaching staff. You know, I never believe that you're going to dictate to a, to a coach that, hey, do this, do that. I mean, it's all through the course of discussion. Here's what we're trying to do. How do you feel about it? What's our schedule look like? How, do you, how, how does it work? You know, how do you see it working? Is there a spot where we could do exactly what I outlined? And then go from there. But I think the idea, as you point out, A.B., is one that's uh, rooted in, in real sound reasoning. Yeah, and it'll all hinge on, on what Matt Murray looks like today at 2.15 when he gets looked at again. What do you think, how imperative is it, Craig, for Matt Murray to get healthy here and, and really get his confidence back down the stretch uh, for the Leafs' success in the playoffs and, and this last bit of the season? I know that this is going to come across as harsh, and I'm not meaning to come across as harsh. Matt Murray is not durable. Matt Murray has shown that even as in his Stanley Cup years with Pittsburgh, that he's not durable. Yeah. So expect, expecting him to be durable, I think, is a reach. So I think that you go into it and you're trying to evaluate, okay, we know what we have in Matt. We know when, he, when he's playing well and he's healthy, he can be a really good goaltender. But you, you can't count on it. And, and that's as simple as that. If you want to keep counting on that, don't be disappointed when you know he, he ends up with some injuries because that's what the, the, that's the history there. So to me, that's why I say get him as close to 100 percent as possible, and don't think that he's the guy that's going to run the course. I like you know we talked about it at the beginning of the year. I think the setup for Matt Murray is a tandem. I don't think it, like get Matt Murray healthy, let him be part of a tandem. End of story. I don't. If you're counting on Matt Murray to be your leading guy, to be the guy that's going to show the way come playoff time, I, I wouldn't feel very comfortable with that. No, and I don't think he will be. Like at this point, I think you got to tip your cap to, to Ilya Samsonov, yeah. who's played really well so far this season. And I think at this point, he's he's the number one guy, even if, if Matt Murray is healthy. I agree with you, AB. Right? I mean, I mean, to, and, and and just based on on durability and and, and dependability, you know. Durability and dependability are really key attributes for goaltenders. And for, for number one goaltenders, essential uh, attributes. Yeah, absolutely. We're with Craig Button right now, our TSN hockey analyst and general manager. Kyle Dubas will speak today ahead of practice. What, what are you expecting? I don't know. What are you expecting to hear out of Kyle Dubas today following the All-Star break? Nothing. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Kyle... Kyle will update everybody. He'll be asked questions about the trade deadline. He'll be asked questions about injuries, about his team, and Kyle will manage it in a in a in a in a, in a, in a very articulate manner. But I think if you're expecting uh, anything uh, to 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 be, uh, what, what I would say that's going to give you any insights into what he's doing. I mean, he'll talk about the trade deadline and he'll talk about, yeah, you know, we're looking, we're looking at all different ideas and possibilities. He might say we might want a player with term if we're going to look at something, but 
you know, he'll be asked, will you trade a prospect? And he'll dance around that, which is what he's got to do. Yep. But if you're expecting to, to glean anything out of his press conference, he goes, whoa, count me as not, you'll be able to knock me over with a feather if you get that. Yeah. Okay. Well, the one thing that, that potentially could be interesting, and, and we weren't expecting to get an update on this until the end of this month, but the last time we heard Kyle Dubas speak, he said that he was going to wait to make any sort of moves to address anything to see how the team responded to a lack of Jake Muzzin in the lineup. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to guess on whether he's going to comment on that today, Craig, but, but how would you evaluate that question? How has the team responded without Jake Muzzin? Well, without Jake Muzzin, without Morgan Riley, without T.J. Brody, yeah. with injuries to your, to your goaltenders, I would say magnificently well. Uh, the, you know the evidence is all there, but it's not—it's not just about how the teams responded. I think that's the positive part. I think that Rasmus Sandin and Timothy Lilligren, given an opportunity, have shown that they're capable. But I think for the Leafs, I think trying to trying to look, and, and obviously Kyle and, and, and has an op, has the knowledge on where Jake Muzzin sits with respect to his injury. So you know that'll be instructive too. But what I would say about Jake is the same thing I said about uh, Matt Murray. I think it would be a luxury if he could play. Yeah. I don't think you can count on him being able to grind through the playoffs. And, and if he does, great, but I don't think you can count on it, which leads me to this, which means nothing's changed in terms of what they need. They need a Jake Muzzin defenseman. Yeah, that was going to yeah. be my, my follow-up here was, you know, if, if they realize that he's not going to be there, like, yes, they, I think they have all stepped up and they played really well. They've been able to win games in the regular season, but is this going to work in the playoffs? And when they've, you know, found themselves taking on a couple of heavier teams, some playoff caliber teams, like just ahead of the deadline or ahead of the break, they played the, the Rangers. They got bullied and pushed around a little bit despite winning the game. And then it happened again against the Boston Bruins. And, you know, things started to creep up and, and ask, like, hmm, maybe this team does need a little bit uh, of a beefier Jake Muzzin like replacement on the back end. And, and I'm almost starting to lean that way as one of the priorities at the deadline based on what we've seen over the last couple of weeks here at the Maple Leafs. Yeah, and I agree with that. And I, and I listen, the Toronto Maple Leafs are competitive, and I, I, I talked about this last week. Rasmus Sandin is a competitive player, yeah. but he's not a big player. So it's not about him standing up to the challenges or being in the fight. He will be in the fight. But when you're in the playoffs and you're playing against bigger, stronger players and they just keep leaning on you, leaning on you, leaning on you, it, they wear you down. And so, what, and, and, and again, it, you, you know, playoff series are, are built on how do, you, how, do you, how do you reduce players? How do you reduce players to, to, to being less than what they're capable of being? Lean on them, force them, make them do things quicker, make them, and, and I'm not talking about punishing them and throw, hitting them through the board, but that constant, like what, what I call body-on-body battles. Rasmus Sandin's going to be in every body-on-body battle. But when you're battling guys that are 20 pounds heavier than you, shift in, shift out, shift in, shift out in body-on-body battles and tight quarters, you wear down. That's as simple as that. And so I think that, you know, to give some support to Rasmus Sandin, to TJ Brody, you know, I, I think that that becomes a real important element to add to your, to your team. It, it, and, and when you know what the path is, and the path is clear, it's Tampa Bay, and if you beat them, it's Boston, barring some kind of, you know, big-time upset. But that's what it is. So you look at those teams, they're going to lean on you. 
They're going to lean on you, yep. and that's when. So that's what you got to. That's what you got to be looking at. In my view, that's what you got to be looking at and trying to enhance your group. Yeah, they'll be leaning on your heart. Craig Button, our TSN hockey analyst, on the phone right now. So in this last 30-game stretch, Craig, and it's kind of a funny question to ask because all year long, all that we've heard in this market is just wait till the playoffs or wait until the playoffs. But is there any question you have about this Leafs team that you'd like answered in these next 30 games? So, well, I mean, I guess what you've provided me here, Julia, is an opportunity is an for an open-ended answer. Oh, yeah. No, 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 an open-ended answer. Like, you know, because what am I looking for? I, I don't know if I'm looking for anything uh, with respect to the team, because the team's performed at, at a very high level. They've performed really well, and they've, and they've had the different challenges with the injuries. And, and again, I talked about Sandine and Lilligren, you know, finding out about them and what they're capable of. But I, I don't think it's so much now about what the team needs to show me. I think it's about what Kyle Dubas needs to show the team. They've shown him everything they need to show him, in my view. This is now, and I'm going to go back to the end of the season uh, press conference last year. We believe in our players. We believe in our players. We believe that we're close. We believe that we're uh, in a position now to compete. We think we've learned lots. Well, you believe, you believe. They've shown that they deserve the belief. They've shown that. Now go and help them. Yeah. So I think this is on Kyle Dubas. I don't think it's on the players showing me anything. I think it's about Kyle Dubas saying, okay, what can we do here? What are our opportunities? We talk about a defenseman. We can talk about a winger. We can talk about size. We can talk about depth deeper into the lineup. That, to me, is on Kyle Dubas and the management group. Nobody else. Not on the players. The players have done everything you could ever ask them to do, in my view. This is now on Kyle Dubas. Yeah, and this goes right back to the example that we brought up a couple of, maybe about a month or so ago. I think we were chatting with Josh Cloak about this. Like, if you recall when the Blue Jays made that big push and they went and they traded for David Price and, and, you know, it just showed the team, hey, we believe in you. And then they went on this magical run, won the division, played outstanding, uh, won a, a playoff round and everything. It didn't win the whole thing, but it just really did galvanize the group and, you know, who knows who that guy would be for the Toronto Maple Leafs, but I know a lot of fans would love to see a big trade get made. The problem, Craig, is the NHL just doesn't – it's it's so hard to, to make a trade. And, and you, of all people, I guess, would know this, being in the thick of things, being in, in as you know, as an NHL general manager. Like we saw last night, right, the, the NBA. I'm not sure how late you were up last night, Craig, but 1 a.m. we had guys making deals. Kevin Durant gets traded. The Raptors made a trade. There was the Russell Westbrook was dealt. All of these guys being dealt, these big-name stars, we just don't see that in the NHL. I don't think we're really going going to see much of that in the NHL like it's just it just seems so difficult to really make a move a seismic move like that to really kind of invigorate a club though whoa invigorate seismic yeah a couple good words there seismic I mean Russell Westbrook (laughs) isn't a seismic move okay but Kevin Durant is come on Craig you know a captain of a Canadian market team just got traded that's not big yeah, that's fair Kevin, enough. He's not, he's not Kevin Durant. But that's a pretty big move. Wow, it's big you know? for hockey. And I don't know what... Wait a second, I didn't say... You know, Wayne Gretzky got traded in 1996. Did we forget about that? We're going back to 1996 to talk wait, about a trade, Greg. 1996. Tell me what big player got traded last year in the NBA. Go ahead. Oh, you're putting me on the spot here. Come on now. <laughs> I am putting you on the spot because there was no big player that got traded. Well, this okay. summer, Rudy so Gobert Durant, got dealt. Who did? Rudy Gobert. 
He, COVID oh, made that guy famous. Yeah. Come on. Defensive player of the year. We're talking about defensive player of the year here. Okay, wait a sec. Okay, so Kevin Durant got traded. Okay. Yeah. Great. It's a great. It's a great deal. Okay. Wonderful. Right. <laughs> the NHL isn't the NBA, and we better stop thinking about the NHL as the NBA. You're talking about one player that can come in and make a difference to a team. Players move around the NBA like you move uh, you move M and M's around in a bowl. <laughs> like my so mom like, moves around furniture and the every NHL six isn't months. Like that. So, do we complain about the NFL trade deadline? Uh, no, no trades I guess, in the NFL. yeah, there's not many trades in the NFL either. They're, they're pretty boring in that aspect as so, well. So, so, like, so great, the NBA did that. So bottom line is, here's what I feel. Local markets are looking, what can our team do? There's a build-up to all this. There's a build-up, what can we do? How can we deal with it? And, you know, what are we trying to do? And that creates an excitement all in and, in, in and of itself. And then trades will happen. And, yeah, does it have to be a seismic trade? You've heard me say this. Ad nauseum. And, and I think I'll be able to say this for the next days leading right up until March 3rd. Are you trying to win? If that's what you're trying to do, you better understand what you need. Blake Coleman, Barkley Goodrow, Josh Manson, Archery Lacklin, Andrew Cogliano. Hockey is a very different sport than basketball. Basketball is run by its top players. And so you can trade one of them and move money around and do all that. You can't do that in the NHL. And it's not about one player. It's about strengthening your team. Because the Toronto Maple Leafs don't need a seismic trade. They need to support Matthews and strengthen the team with Matthews and Marner and Tavares and Nylander and Riley. That's what they need to do. Just like Tampa Bay and Colorado did the last three Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, fair enough. James Harden, by the way, was a, a star player traded last year. <laughs> Came up with that name. Yeah, who did, no, who you didn't. Steph texted us. It doesn't help you win. Uh, yeah, well, yes, you're right. That, that is true. It did not help win. But, uh, you know, to, it's it's still, I don't know. I, I, I just look at the NBA and I'm like, oh, I just wish. And I know, we're never going to see it. The cap is the biggest. I'd be issue. sad all the, the time, though. Like, all the, uh, hockey fans get so attached to their favorite players and their favorite team. Like, there's such a, there's such a, a prestige to playing with the same club your whole career. Yeah. It's just a different vibe, you know? I, I still, I mean, Jerome McGinley got traded. Right? I know, like, and it was like, sad. These guys, I was like, sad happens. when he wasn't a Eventually, it happens, but just doesn't happen as often as I'd like. I'm curious, though, Craig. Like, we saw these trades go down at 1 a.m., you know? What was the latest that you've been on the phone trying to get a deal done when you were a general manager in the National Hockey League? Well, I, 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 you just brought up Jerome McGinley. We traded Jerome McGinley at 12.30. I know. Like, how can you uh, bring up that trade when we've got you on the phone? Like, was it a shot, yeah, Amy? Yeah. <laughs> We traded him as a junior, yeah. okay, and he got traded like at midnight and uh, Eastern time or whatever, shortly after that, so that happened. But then when he got traded from, from Calgary to Pittsburgh, that happened at midnight too, after a game. Oh, I actually so yeah, that's Ginla, so the So the, the Jerome McGinley trade rule was... He has to be traded at or near midnight. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, I remember actually, I think it was in college, there was like a rumor he was supposed to go to Boston, then pulled the shoot and said, actually, I want to go to Pitt. And then he ended up going to Pittsburgh. Yeah. I believe is what ended up happening there. Didn't win the well, cup, unfortunately. Yeah, well, he, I mean, so Jerome had a had a, had a no trade clause. Mm-hmm. And he, gave, he gave a list of teams that he would be traded to. And, you know, when they presented different options to him, he said, I'm going to Pittsburgh. Which was his right. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I was happy to no, see I him know, I know, but team I'm just up saying, with us. Uh, everybody so. says, oh, there was, a tra- there was no trade to Boston. 
was there was there was there something presented? Yeah, but it's up to Jerome. When you have a no move clause, you get to decide where you're going, and he did. Yeah. All right, Craig, we got to fly. We got Boone Jenner coming up on the other side. So unfortunately, we can't have you for uh, you know, right. the full thirty like we typically love to have you for. But we really appreciate it as always, and uh, we'll chat again next week, pal. If I'm going to take a back seat to anybody, I'm happy to take a back seat to the captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Just a quality, quality person. Yeah, he is. You want you want us to ask him something? You got something you want us to to ask? Yeah, ask him if the Leafs are overrated. Okay. <laughs> I have that I in there. Say, Craig Button, former NHL or TSN analyst, wants us to ask you if he believe the Leafs are overrated. Please answer. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Take, Take care. care. There he goes. Craig Button, TSN hockey analyst and our director of uh, amateur scouting. I was telling you the story how I was on a four-hour phone call making a fantasy trade. In college, right? Yeah. When I was, yeah, so I had nothing going on, yeah. obviously. But, yeah, this was one that went from probably like 9 p.m. to about, you know, 1 a.m. And who was it for? <laughs> it was for TJ Brody. I needed a little bit of help on the back end. This is back when he was like a 40, 50 point guy with Calgary. You were ridiculous. I needed dude. some help on the back end. And, uh, you know, I, there was, I, I kid you not, there were conditions. There were conditional <laughs> draft picks. This was the Dynasty oh. League, and there were conditional draft picks that were associated in, in this deal. It was, man, I was in some hardcore fantasy leagues back in the day. That sounds hardcore. Conditional draft picks in fantasy hockey. Yeah, that sounds ridiculous. It's like, okay, if you win the championship, it's it's you, you have to give me an additional second round pick. It's like, okay, in twenty twenty four, all right, it's twenty eighteen. <laughs> like, sure, whatever. Like, oh, it was is crazy. the league still going on right now? No, it's like not. in this day, like, like honestly, have you no. had to own up to those conditional there, picks? There were draft picks. Yeah, we gotta go. But there were draft picks in that league that were dealt, and then the league ended, and it's it is what it is. Those yeah. those went in the garbage along with the rest of the league. Uh, no, I'm only in, like, I think one fantasy league now. I don't have enough time for, for all that like I did back in the day. Uh, I'm curious, like, how many NHLers, though, play fantasy hockey. I know a lot play fantasy football, but is fantasy Imagine. hockey a thing? <laughs> Tra- let's ask, let's, let's ask uh, on the other side Boone Jenner. Let's, let's see if he's a fantasy hockey guy. All right. I don't know, I'm curious about that one. Boone Jenner, the captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets, will join us on the other side. We'll also be joined by Mark Masters at 1.30. I'm Mike DiStefano with Julia Teixeira. You'll listen to Leafs Lunch here on TSN 1050. I need you to hold on. Heaven is a place not too far away. We all know Police busters will get you out of your car lease today. It's as easy as pie, a piece of cake. Avoid penalties and early termination fees. Visit leasebusters.com. Welcome you back in to Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. It's Julia Tesheri and Mike DiStefano. Boone Jenner, captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets, will join us momentarily to help us tee up the home and home they have against the Maple Leafs. That'll start tomorrow night uh I, I i was i just realized i don't realize i don't know if it starts in toronto or if it starts in columbus can you tell me honestly uh columbus on friday and then they're back home saturday okay okay so now i'm i'm dialed in after all up to all up to date after all-star break and we'll we'll see if boone jenner is too boone how's it going Good, thanks. How are you guys? Good. You can Doing tell I'm, I'm not overly sharp after All-Star break. I didn't realize where the home and home started, but uh, how are you feeling? Yeah, First practice back uh, after the All-Star break. What's that one like? Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, we haven't gone out yet. Uh, we're skating in a couple hours here. Um, but uh, excited seeing all the guys. I'm at the rink now, so seeing everybody and uh, catching up with 
where everyone went on the break and uh, everyone's refreshed. So uh, it'll be a fun practice to be a part of, just get back out there. And, um, you know, obviously it's a quick turnaround with the game tomorrow. So we're going to have to get our work in uh, and, uh, and go from there. Yeah, is this one where just like it's just bag skate central to make sure that you guys are, are good to go and in game shape since, you know, the game is tomorrow, I guess? Yeah, I think I'm not sure the full practice plan, but uh, that's not up to me. But it's, I think, well, you know, maybe ease into it a little bit. You don't want to just go full throttle after, um, you know, a lot of guys not skating. So um, probably ease into it, but uh, try to get that pace up, uh, like you said, with the game tomorrow. Um, you know, playing Toronto, fast, fast, good team. So uh, we're going to have to get our legs back quick. What was your all star break like? Travel with any of the guys on the team? Do anything exciting? Yeah, I went with uh, a couple guys, and, and we uh, we went down to Mexico. So we got some nice warm weather and um, had a good time. And uh, it's always nice to, to get away for a bit and, and refresh. So, um, you know, guys, a lot of guys kind of went south and, and did the same thing and, and got some nice sun. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's refreshing to come back. In conversation with Boone Jenner, the captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets, who will be taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, in a back-to-back tomorrow and Saturday, um, you know, you, you guys have had some, some terrible luck with injuries this season, Boone. I'm, I'm curious as to how difficult it's kind of been dealing with all of that this year. Yeah, it's um, definitely unfortunate uh, the way it's it, it folded out uh, as far as that and losing some, some you know, key guys and, and a lot of injury, injuries. But, you know, it happens to, you know, pretty much every team in this league that's the business we're in is um, things are going to happen and, uh, injuries or whatever it may be, and uh, we just kind of seem to get hit there at once um, earlier. And um, you know, it is what it is. We 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 get that next man up, and uh, we've had a lot of guys come in here and uh, prove themselves and, and step up for us too. So um, yeah, it's it's not ideal, but it's uh, you know kind of brings you closer together at the same time. Yeah, the next men up have kind of been the young guns, 20, 21, 22 years old. What have you thought of these young guys like Sillinger and Kent Johnson, Marchenko? What have they brought to the lineup so far? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, no doubt we're, we're one of the younger teams and, um, you know, with, with some older guys out, but um, we were uh, you know, young to start as well. And uh, They came in and, you know, had to play more and had to take on more responsibility earlier, and I think they've, they've all handled it well. And, um, you know, a guy like Marchenko, who didn't start with us and, and came up, he's been scoring some big goals in, in a lot of them here. So um, they're all chipping in in their own ways. And, and like I said, the, the responsibility is up, um, you know, for a younger guy. But uh, that's what you want. And, um, you know, I think they're taking the, taking the challenge head on and, and going with it. I'm thinking about, like, Kent Johnson specifically right now, all of his flashy, like the Michigan at the World Juniors. Have you ever looked at one of these kids or this group of kids and been like, God, I, I'm old as heck. Have they ever done anything just outrageous that you're like, wow, the next generation is a little different? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, like I said, we, having a young team uh, definitely makes you feel a little bit older. and um, You know, like, you know, KJ and, and these these guys, what they can do with the puck is pretty special. And, um it makes you feel older just knowing you, you never practiced that when you were younger, but um, now they can, you know, come in and do any sort of trick you want. So it's pretty impressive, and, uh, you know, they got a, they got a ton of skill, and um, they use it, and, and there's something always, you know, in practice or after practice they're trying that's, uh, you know, a little bit out of my, my league, but I, uh, <laughs> you know, like to chip in, try it out with them a couple times. 
So what kind of role do you play as as a captain in kind of helping them find their way early in the league, especially, you know, with the team trying to navigate through, you know, some tougher times this season? Like, how do you keep the room nice and light? Yeah, it's, um, you know, that's the challenge. We're not in the spot that uh, we want to be in, but um, it's important games for us and, um, you know, our, where we want to get to and focusing on the process. I think it's just a uh, day-to-day approach of, um, you know, showing them, you know, how to come prepared every day and, and practice games, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, like I said, where we want to get to, these games are, you know, going to be even tighter and, and ramped up more for us when we're, you know, pushing for playoffs and all that. So it's, um, you know, just trying to be there for them to, you know, if they have questions or um, tell them th- through experience of my own. And, um, you know, it's, it's good for them to experience them themselves, but, um, you know, try to help them through it. I feel like Patrick Line is a guy that can keep the room pretty light if, if he's feeling it one day. What's Patrick Line like as a teammate, and how would you rank him among the best dressed players in the NHL? Like, do you get style tips from him at all, or is it a little outrageous for you? <laughs> I mean, what he wears, I can't pull off. So, uh, he can pull off, uh, you know, a lot. He uh, he is, you know, I swear, it's like a new suit every game. I don't know where he gets them, but um, he's got some, some crazy style, but he rocks it. And, um, no, just a great guy to be around, like you said, in, in the room. And, um, you know, he's a funny guy. So we uh, we enjoy having him. And, uh, you know, he brings the heat with the, the outfits, no doubt. Those was it those shades last year at the beginning of the season right. that he rocked, like with the Cyclops looking glasses, like that was something else when he showed up to the oh, rink yeah. wearing those. Oh, what was it, the purple shade? Yeah, yeah, those exact ones. Yeah. <laughs> that was something else. That I remember that going viral. And it's like, what is this guy wearing? It was hilarious. Yeah, it's um, like I said, I can't pull any of that off. So I'm <laughs> Me not, either. Yeah, I'm not too worried about that, but. Um, you know some of the stuff. I like. I said I don't know where where he can even get it, but um, you know he's got a lot of outfits and, and he rocks them. Actually, now that we're talking about his bestie, I think I think the Bar Down crew and Jesse Pollock is making a trip down to Columbus in the next couple of weeks here. Oh no! Like, are you going to be hiding in the dressing room from from Jesse? What's the plan there to avoid him at all costs? Yeah, I heard that. I heard that uh, they might be coming. So uh, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll have to catch up. It's been a while. Uh, seeing Jesse, so um, <laughs> we'll see when he gets down here. I don't know how I'm going to react yet. <laughs> I we were in Peterborough. We played like a like a shinny game against the Peterborough Peets, and Jesse dropped the gloves with every single oh, OHL player. It was just one of the most absurd things I've ever seen. So you, you'll have to keep your head on a swivel, I think. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we'll see if he does that down here. <laughs> I'm sure. I wouldn't want to be doing that with Boone. I'll be honest. That is the guy nope. that I would not want to be dropping the mitts with. I'll tell you that for free. Uh, in conversation with Boone Jenner, the captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets, um, I want to take you back to the summer. Um, what was your reaction when you found out that, that Johnny Goudreau was going to be signing in Columbus and picked uh, Columbus when he was kind of going through his thing? There's a few different teams out there, and then all of a sudden he landed on the Blue Jackets, which came at a, a bit of a surprise to a lot of us up here. I mean, what was your reaction? Do you remember, What do you remember about that day and finding out that Johnny Hockey was uh, you know, picking Columbus as his destination? Yeah, it all happened... Uh pretty quick for myself i mean you're following that day and um seeing who you may pick up you know as um you know a, a player here and seeing what guys are signing and it it kind of seemed to everybody that it was um you know a, a, within a couple teams and then um you know i think it was like pretty quick where columbus was in the mix and then it was signed in you know less than an hour so um 
you know, definitely surprised, but also very excited. Um, you know, right away, I mean, we were, we had other guys on the team. We had uh, the group chat fired up and um, lots of calls and um, lots of excitement. So very happy to have him. And uh, he's a special player and a great teammate. He's fit in really well. So, um, you know, it was kind of crazy how it happened, but um, we're happy he picked Columbus and, um, you know, great guy to have on our, our side. I've never really thought about how much a team group chat would buzz on a day like that when, when you yeah. had a signing like Johnny Gaudreau. Has, has he done, like, cannon therapy? Has he gone, gotten used to it yet? Uh, what's his read on the cannon at the All-Star break? I think he's good now. Nice. Um, I, I, I know I, I walk out with him, uh, or right after him, usually to a gamer. Um, you know, whatever it is in between periods. And um, I think it might have got him um, earlier this year, maybe preseason. But after that, he's good. So, uh, you know, he's set it off a few times himself now. So I'm sure he likes it now. Yeah, I'm sure being at home, it's a lot nicer oh, yeah. to hear that cannon. It means he scored a goal. Probably feels a lot oh, better. Yeah, no yeah absolutely yeah. it would. Um, so, Boone, I'm curious, uh, like, how does this Leafs team compare? Like, when you're going in and you're doing the, the, the pre-scout, you're gearing up to play this squad this upcoming weekend, how do they compare to the team that you remember playing, you know, in the playoffs, back in the bubble a couple of years back? Well, yeah, it's, you know, they got a lot of the same pieces that have, um, you know, grown to be even better players than they were then. And, uh, we haven't seen them this year, but obviously, um, you know, seeing the standings and, and you know, the highlights of uh, the year they're having is really good. It's, you know, a very fast-skilled, dangerous team, but, um, you know, play hard both sides of the puck. So uh, we haven't seen them yet, but it's always a tough challenge. And, um, you know, I think that was, you know, quite a while ago now it feels like. But, um, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, fun to play them. It's always exciting. and um, You know, they're a good team, so we're going to have to, you know, be ready for them. Is there a specific player on the Leafs that you look at, you know, you're kind of looking at the roster and you're like, ah, can't wait to go up against that guy. Can't wait to see that guy up close in person. Well, yeah, they got, you know, obviously with Matthews and Marner up front, just, um, you know, very dangerous players that are, um, you know, top players in this league for a reason. They play, um, you know, they're so dangerous with the puck and the plays they can make, but they play hard too. So, um, you know, it's always a challenge, but, Rise up to that challenge for sure, and um, they got a good team throughout. So, like I said, we're going to have to step up. Uh, I got one question for you. So, we were talking about this, Julie and I, ahead of uh, ahead of going to break and before we brought you in. I'm curious. So, we were talking about fantasy sports. We were talking about the big NBA trades that went down last night, and then talking about how we wish we saw some some more of that in in the NHL. And then we were talking about fantasy trades and whatnot. And I was curious that if NHLs, because I know that you know NHLers typically they talk about. I know the Leafs have talked about it a lot. How they have you know their their fantasy football leagues, and some guys are really into it. I'm not sure if you guys have a couple of leagues that you guys got going on in in Columbus. But I'm curious about fantasy hockey. Like, is fantasy hockey a, a big thing amongst the players? No, not at all. No, <laughs> eh? <laughs> uh, I haven't heard of it. I haven't heard of anyone doing fantasy hockey. Um, you know, we do the football and. Um, you know, the game's once a week, so that's enough, um, you know, to keep me busy. I don't need uh, <laughs> the fantasy hockey. So uh, who, who I haven't heard of it. I don't think uh, many guys are too into it, but uh, that's just here in Columbus. So I'm not sure on other teams, but uh, yeah. I'd imagine it's probably the same around. The, like, just hockey is just every day. Like, there's just a, more of a commitment to play fantasy hockey than it is to play fantasy football. But who won? Who won the league this year for you guys? 
Johnny Goodrow, actually. Wow. Oh, Johnny Goodrow. New guy. Just coming in yeah. and taking all your money, eh? Wow. Exactly. It's not like he needs it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were rooting for everybody else, but yeah, he, he took it home this year. Uh, well, congratulations, uh, Johnny Goudreau, I suppose, on taking that home. Yeah. Uh, good luck uh, tomorrow, and good luck the rest of the way, Boone. Really appreciate you taking the time to join us. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank appreciate you so much. Thanks for having me. There he goes. Boone Jenner, the captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets. They're... Uh, Hosting the Toronto Maple Leafs tomorrow. As I've and learned. And they'll be in Toronto on Saturday. So a nice right. little back-to-back against the Columbus Blue Jackets this weekend. Um, ain't that something? Getting the captain of an NHL team on our show. Can't get it for the Maple Leafs, but uh, captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets. We got Quality him. He's great. Here. What a great guy. I didn't have the stones to ask him the correct button question. I, I didn't have didn't the stones have the to ask stones. him with the trade deadline, so we're just living our best life here. We just well, want to have fun and giggle with Boone Jenner for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just like like fantasy hockey is. I mean, you you play right. You're in the the, the TSN league. So my follow up there was like, which which NHL player would be most likely to draft themselves first overall in fantasy hockey? Would it have Ooh. to be Connor McDavid? Like, would Connor McDavid even do it? Like, Connor would probably yeah, draft would. Leon. No, I think he he draft himself. I think he would. I he wouldn't publicly come out and be like, "Yeah, I'm a, like." He wouldn't pull the LeBron, yeah. where he came out and had like a 45 second diatribe as to why he's the best and he's the greatest. He would just say, "I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with myself, and that's it." Right? Like, like why just in my let heart his do I just believe self. he would draft Leon Dreisaitl and then uh, move on with his day? <laughs> You're right. He's know. a competitor. He is. He is at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I don't, fantasy hockey is an interesting one. Like it is. There's. It's a lot. Like you got to think of it every more, day. Like you just said, more. you had Carlson. Did you say you had Carlson on your bench yeah. two nights ago? Oh yeah. It's hard to keep up. It is. I used to have an alarm set, and then I don't know what happened. Actually, the alarm just kind of stopped. I had one set for like six fifty-five that said set lineups, and I don't have it anymore. I should probably put that back on. That's a good reminder. It, it happens a lot. Like I'm, I'm now that I'm a, an adult and I do adulting things. I don't. I, I ain't nobody got time for that. I know. Like, I, I really don't. I used to have like four or five leagues. I don't cheese the the producer of well, he's producing a whole bunch of stuff here. But like he he is in like eighteen NFL fantasy. Oh my football. gosh! Insane. That's insane. insane. Like I don't understand how the guy has the time. Yeah. It just makes no sense. Anyways. Uh, all right, on the other side, we're getting a lot of a lot of fun interaction with our tweet that we put out there. So maybe we'll we'll you know get to some of those and talk about what uh, what we're hoping to hear from from Kyle Dubis, who's supposed to speak at two p.m. today. We also got Mark Masters to join us at one thirty, kind of help tee up the least practice uh, today. They're back in action game tomorrow and Saturday, back to back against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm Mike DiStefano with Julia Tisherios and Loose Lunch here on TSN ten fifty. This is Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. Leafs Lunch is brought to you by Vanilla Visa prepaid cards available for purchase at Petro Canada. The perfect gift for any occasion. Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. Mark Masters will join us at about 1.30. Leafs practice at 2.15 today ahead of their home and home versus the Columbus Blue Jackets coming off the All-Star break. Uh, Tough news coming out of uh, yeah. Colorado. They like Speaking of teams, like Columbus has been hammered with injuries. Toronto's been hammered with injuries. Yeah. Colorado has been beat with a sledgehammer with injuries this yeah. year. And, and Kel McCarr is now getting added to the list of guys oh. who's going to miss games for them. Um, took that hit to the head from Jeff Carter on, was it Tuesday? Yeah. Tuesday night? And... Um, 
I guess no, he's he gonna miss the rest of the road to the game trip. after that, though, didn't he? Uh, he I believe he and did then left return. again. Yeah, I believe he returned to the game, but uh, he's missing the rest of the road trip with what they're calling uh, uh, an upper body injury or head injury. So. They actually said head injury. I don't know. I think probably upper body. Or did body. they hockey it and say upper body? I, I would imagine upper body, but right. like we saw the play. I'd imagine that right. it, it didn't hurt his elbow. Yes. What happened to him? Ah, uh, hockey. Funny, funny place. But that's uh, tough. Like. Speaking of hockey being a hilarious place, we have a funny Twitter question out for you all. Because like one of those unique hockey things is, is never revealing what is injured specifically on a player, even if it's overwhelmingly obvious. Real, uh, I'll just say this too. That sucks. Tonight was going to be Colorado-Tampa rematch. No Kyle oh, McCarr. Man. Oh, man. No Con Smythe winner in the game. Is that the first time they've seen one another? Probably. I mean, though, they play each other, what, twice a year? It's probable. Yeah, you're right. I can't recall if they had played or not, but either way. Uh, Kyle Dubas is speaking. Wait, it was a different one that I was putting out. What sort of league envy we have? Here we are. In light of all the crazy NBA trades, what's one thing you envy most about other sports leagues? So mine personally is knowing what's wrong with the players. Sometimes is a good one to huh. add in there. Yes. Um, most of the things that we got were salary cap, free agency related. Yeah. Do you have the curling one? Because that one actually made me laugh. <laughs> curling. Unfettered free agency, no salary cap, lots of beer. Yeah. Curling is a great sport. <laughs> it's Canada sport. Curling is a great sport. I was telling you about the curling club in Thunder Bay. One of the greatest oh. places on planet Earth. Yeah, you need to explain to the people how amazing the spot is. I, I don't know if this there. is... Uh, t- text us at 105050 or, or tweet us at Leafs Lunch 1050 and tell me if your local curling club has a Chinese food restu- restaurant in it <laughs> because that is a phenomenon in Thunder Bay. There's two curling clubs in Thunder Bay, both of them have out-of-control, really good, like, unrelated Chinese restaurants inside them. Is there big curling up in T-Bay? Yeah, yeah, a lot of big curlers up in T-Bay. My parents always used to partake in this Wednesday night curling league, some of my favorite memories, eating chicken balls upstairs, watching my mom and dad throw the rocks around, (laughs) like, enjoying myself a Pepsi upstairs while they play curling. Um... Where was I going with this? Oh, right. So, the curling club is attached to the junior hockey arena, and said Chinese restaurant slash bar that's upstairs of the curling club. So you'd go to a fun hockey game, a Thunder Wolves game, a Thunder Bay North Stars game, and between periods, you'd slide into the curling club for a couple $4 drinks. Wow. Incredible experience. That would be... Uh... You get yourself a chicken ball or a bonbon. Bonbons exclusive to Thunder Bay. Like, what do they call... Well, isn't that what they call like a curling tournament? A bonspiel or Bonspiel, something? yeah. 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 I, never, I guess that would make sense. I mean... Lots of people like to curl up there, I would assume. There's not much going on. One time, I was on Yes Guy once, and Jim Taddy was really asking about the local curling scene in Thunder really? Bay. Like, I feel like it's recreational curling, big thing. Like, not so much, uh, lots of people play beer league hockey, but generally the adult thing is like, oh yeah, mom and dad joining curling Wednesday night, Thursday night curling. I've never curled before. I'd like to try it. I'm, I'm not, like, I don't know. embarrassingly if, if hard. I have the stability to do something like that. I could see you getting into it on a sweep. Like I can, I would love to see just you get there and just start sweeping. Yeah, Maybe I can be a sweeper, but I want to be the skip. Like I want to try and right. roll the rock. Right. You right. Know? Well, wanna... you get a chance at everything. One winter activity day, I learned how to curl. I was pretty bad at Let's it. Let's go curling one day. Let's okay. find a curling. Uh, we tried to put together a bar down curling league one time. A league? <laughs> Sorry, a team in a league. Oh. That'd be fun though. Yeah, we tried. It, it just didn't end up working out. 
Uh, we got some tickets that we're going to be giving away in the next uh, in the next hour. The pro line between the benches seats uh, are back, so we'll be giving away those tickets. So you get a chance to qualify. So keep listening into the second hour of the show. We got Mark Masters coming up on the uh, at one thirty, but on the other side, we got our Thursday three pack, which will be unveiling. I'm Mike DiStefano with Julia Tashiri. You're listening to Leafs Lunch here on TSN 1050.